There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh. I hope everybody is doing well out there, whether it's out in the Rochester area on WYSL or if it's in the podcast world where we post this afterwards. And so to start the day, Donald Trump's last truth social post. I think this is a sign. I think this is a signal. You know, it's interesting because right afterwards, Dan Scavino posted a uh, Facebook post. And this is kind of how Dan Scavino, which is Trump's like best friend and assistant, kind of operate. But Donald Trump posted a video. And the video is of Donald Trump in, in good times as president going through the reins of stuff. But the music behind it is Christopher Walken's King of the Jungle. And I'll read this transcript without any of the curse words, but... You got this lion. He's the king of the jungle. Huge mane out there. He's laying down under a tree in the middle of Africa. He's so big. He's so hot. He doesn't want to move. Now the little lion cubs, they start messing with him. Biting his tail. Biting his ears. He doesn't do anything. The other lioness, she starts messing with him. Coming over, making trouble. Still, nothing. Now, the other animals, they notice this. And they start to move in. The jackals, hyenas, they're barking at him, laughing at him. They nip his nose, eat the food that's in his domain. They do this and they get closer and closer and bolder and bolder. Till one day, that lion gets up and tears the living poop out of everybody. Runs like the wind, eats everything in his path because every once in a while, the lion has to show the jackals who he is. And that quote, obviously, is from Pool Hall Junkies by Christopher Walken. And Donald Trump has posted this before. Well, actually, Dan Scavino posted this before. But Donald Trump now just posted this on his truth post, social post. This is the last post he did. Now, this comes a day before the Igor DeShenko trial, which starts today. Right afterwards, Dan Scavino posted this, uh, this cryptic picture of Donald Trump where it's a transition of dark to light. And so we've been talking about declass, declassification. We've been talking about the release of this information, which is going to bring about a turn within the American public where the mainstream media cannot ignore it. And I think those moments are here. I, I think that we're, we're in <clears throat> the finish line, if you want to call it that. This week, just a few hours uh, after Trump's socials post, the Igor Dashenko trial happens with uh, the John Durham probe. This is the second trial out of the special counsel John Durham's year-long investigation into the origins of the Trump-Russia probe. It begins this week with Igor Dashenko. Dashenko served as a primary subsource for the Steele dossier, which was commissioned by opposition research firm Fusion GPS and paid for by Hillary Clinton's campaign and the Democratic National Committee through law firm Perkins Coy. The dossier served as the basis 
or the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act FISA warrant against former Trump's campaign aide, Carter Page, something the Justice Department's Inspector General Michael Horowitz revealed in 2019. Now, this is where it gets interesting, because it wasn't just Carter Page. It was Paul Manafort. It was General Michael Flynn. And there's reason to believe that it was Don Jr. and Donald Trump that all had warrants on them. Now, on October 6th, 2020, Donald Trump, in a tweet, you got to remember, under the Presidential um, Documents Act, the president can declassify anything. You can stand over a box of papers and say, declassified. It's declassified. On October 6, 2020, Donald Trump declassified all the documents pertinent to the Crossfire Hurricane, to the Russia hoax, to the Hillary Clinton email scandal. On December 20th, he did this again, declassifying even more documents. Now, the Mar-a-Lago raid, this is where it gets interesting, Cash Patel, Donald Trump have all hinted that what they were looking for at the Mar-a-Lago raid was specifically these documents. So here's the, the idea that you have to get in your head. Trump declassifies without redaction these documents on October 6th. He does another batch of documents on December 20th, along with the original backs. These two declassifications are known as what we call the Crossfire Hurricane Binder. Crossfire for Hurricane was the FBI operation in the spying into Donald Trump's campaign, which eventually brought about the Mueller investigation and impeachment number one. Okay. In December 20th, 2020, when he declassified those documents, the FBI came back and said, we have to have redactions because of CI's confidential informants. And so he sent it to the FBI. They got it back to him on January 19th, 2021, a day before Donald Trump left the office. He approved the redactions on that date through memo. And he sent them to the DOJ for distribution of declassification. Well, the problem is, is the next day Joe Biden got inaugurated and the DNI and DOJ decided not to do anything with those documents. They could have easily came back and said it's a National Defense Information NDI or something like that. And most likely that's what we're thinking they did is after Trump declassified him, a new president comes in and says, ah, oh, this is NDI, um, classify it. Well, Donald Trump took copies with him. So when they went in the Mar-a-Lago, they were looking for this evidence that implicates the FBI. It implicates the Obama administration. It implicates Hillary Clinton. So that's called political targeting, political weaponization. So what we see here is the FBI went in to get that crossfire hurricane binder, Hillary Clinton's emails, this type of stuff, the stuff that Donald Trump already declassified. Well, we've been waiting for Donald Trump to release this because this information brings massive light to what was actually happening in 2016, the, the actual election fraud by Hillary Clinton, the, the Steele dossier, which was nothing but a propaganda piece created by the DNC the utilization of people like Igor Deshenko, who were a FBI confidential informant living in Washington, D.C., had absolutely zero ties to the Kremlin. So here's the interesting part. John Durham. So Trump puts this out yesterday, and it's my thoughts 
that Don, John Durham could enter a lot of these declassified documents that Trump declassified pertaining to the Crossfire Hurricane Binder in the discovery session of the Deschenko trial because they're pertinent. Which means that the documents that the FBI went to seize at Mar-a-Lago, which they claim are classified, John Durham has in an unclassified manner that were declassified by President Donald Trump. And he can bring them into the court of law directly to the public. How do you enter evidence legally? So that's where we're at right now with this. And so this is why this is really exciting. They have jury selection today in the Deschenko trial. So we're going to watch as this um, expands, especially towards the election. This is quite interesting that it's happening specifically, um, you know, 20 days before the election because um, this is a political trial. This was the witch hunt on Donald Trump. This was a coup d'etat formulated by the, the heads of the FBI, the head of the DOJ, and the head of the Obama administration, including Barack Obama himself, who sanctioned this against Donald Trump in a, a duly elected president of which Congress took this information when they duly knew. You know, here's the thing is Devin Nunes and Chuck Grasley, okay, were investigating this all throughout 2017 when Donald Trump already came in the, in the office. And they uncovered that Steele dossier was fake, that Igor Deschenko was a confidential informant for the FBI, that he was the source of this dossier. Which means that Congress knew before the Mueller investigation that all the evidence that they utilized to get Pfizer warrants on the Trump campaign were falsified by the DNC. Which means that members of Congress were committing treason. That's how serious and big this really is. And this really could bring down the House of Cards, especially if this information comes out prior to the midterm elections. And it comes out in a systematic way that the public can understand and the mainstream media can, cannot ignore. So pretty exciting time right now for all of this to have be happening. But you got to understand is when the globalists, the elitists, the, the deep state, whoever we want to call them, when, when bad information is about to come out for them, usually what happens is a counter narrative or some type of distractionary events globally. And this is why we have global economic collapse. This is why we have World War III on the verge. We have all these different things happening. And so we're going to jump into a lot of those here in just a few minutes. We have uh, the economy to talk about. Obviously, it's uh, not looking really hot been calling this. I, I told my, uh, I do a crypto mastermind for those out there who are interested in cryptocurrency, who don't know anything about cryptocurrency. Um, yes, it is in the decline right now, but it's one of the best opportunities to get in because this is the technology moving forward. We're actually going to talk about this here after the break in a second. And if you are interested in learning about cryptocurrency, I do a crypto mastermind every Sunday and it's, it's incredibly cheap as per all the other crypto masterminds. You can find more about that at socialredpill.com and you just scroll down to the bottom and you'll see the information about the crypto mastermind but it uh we do a, a thorough analysis of the market and the dynamics and everything that's happening especially with cryptocurrency and then the integration of the regular markets so if you guys want to check that out you can go on to socialredpill.com check that out but we're going to talk about the market the economy we're going to talk about the global financial collapse and then we're going to get into russia and ukraine we're going to talk about a few more things right after the break we'll be right back with more talk Blood show 
Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL station. All right. We are back with the Dark Delight show. And let's jump into the economy. Uh, I mean, right now we're looking at a little bit of a gain still under 30,000 for the Dow. NASDAQ futures are up about a, a little bit above 11,000. Uh, S&P 500 about 3,600. This is where things get interesting. So... ARK Invest, Kathy Wood. If you guys don't know who Kathy Wood, PhD, dual PhD economist, she was a nominee for the Federal Reserve Board of Governors by Donald Trump. She is 100% set on gold-backed currency, good friend of Ron Paul's. And she predicts inflation will see a major downside surprises in the coming months. Now, this is actually a good thing. She's expecting inflation to cool off into a 3 or 2% handle. Kathy Wood argues the Fed could pivot policy to 25 to 50 basis points after the September meeting. Now, this is interesting because we're starting to see this. See, the economy is at collapse. I mean, we're in a chaotic period right now for the economy. It's, it's completely manipulated. It's being held up by, you know, COVID emergency release funds. It's being held up by, well, the Federal Reserve, quantitative ease, and these types of things. But we've been hearing a lot about what's called CBDCs, um, SRFs, these type of things. 
And basically, we have a failed monetary system, right? The fiat monetary system doesn't work because you get this thing called hyperinflation when you have radicalized government spending. So there, there's alternative solutions. Right now, one of those alternative solutions is the... Uh, the CBDCs, that's a central bank digital currency. So when I was just talking about the crypto mastermind, we, we talk a lot about central bank digital currencies. We talk the difference between centralized and decentralized. Now, a central bank digital currency is a centralized digital currency. What does that really mean when I say centralized? Well, let's look at it in the sense of a decentralized digital currency. A decentralized digital currency um, like Ethereum, Binance, Solana, there, there's tons of them out there. Think about it in the sense that the people who utilize the blockchain, which is basically a data ledger, it basically records data transactions in an encrypted format, okay? What happens is the people are part of the network. So if the people using the network are integrated into the infrastructure of the network. This means that they have a say in what happens with the network, the stability of the network, the, the security of the network. And so this is called decentralized because if you partake in that network, you become part of that network. You become a node in that network. And, and then you share and reap the rewards of that network. It's kind of a really cool system when you start talking about decentralized finance. And here's the thing is if that, uh, that company or whoever that is, that cryptocurrency starts making really bad policy, people leave the network. If people leave the network, the infrastructure reduces, the security reduces, the amount, um, you know, the value reduces. So it doesn't behoove them to do very similar what the Federal Reserve does in the sense of interest rates and non-controlling of inflation, quantitative easing, these types of things. Now, a centralized blockchain... This is where one central authority owns and controls the entire network. And then people utilize it. And usually you're going to be forced or coerced to utilize it. And that's kind of what the Federal Reserve System is starting up and setting up. Now, that is not one that's built on sovereignty or freedom, obviously. We, we can see the difference right there. Now, here's the interesting thing. Is there's been a lot of talk out there to, to mimic what the... International Monetary Fund does. The International Monetary Fund basically does this, I think it's called an FRD or FRF or SRF. But basically what it is, is it's a bucket of various different currencies that have varying values. And they utilize that to stabilize the global currency markets. Pretty interesting. There's a company out there developed by Peter Thiel called Reserve. Um, Reserve is a cryptocurrency, a blockchain. It's decentralized. And what they do is they do that same model, but instead of having currencies, which are fiat or fake and prone to inflation through radicalized government spending, is they go out there and they take buckets of assets, commodities, these types of things. So they go out there, they get real estate, property, businesses, stocks, bonds, equities. Uh, they buy up commodity markets, these types of things. And they utilize that to peg the value of their dollar which therefore in turn brings value to their network and then the value of their reserve currency goes up. Now, this is actually a great idea because what happens is if inflation starts going up, you sell off your assets. If inflation uh, gets too low, you buy more assets. And that's kind of how this operates. Well, there's rumor that what the Federal Reserve Bank is trying to do is something very, very similar. Now, just yesterday, Representative Alexander Mooney 
from West Virginia, Republican, introduced a bill, H.R. 9157, to define the dollar as a fixed weight of gold and for other purposes. Now, there's been a big rumor that these CBDCs that are coming out that the Federal Reserve is creating are going to be backed upon precious metals, gold and silver. It's a rumor, but it's a very good one because it's what truly does make sense. And then you have to heed the words of Kathy Woods, right? She's saying in January, we could see this whole economy turn around and inflation, in, in interest rates go down and inflation go down. Why? Because in January, actually November 22nd, we have the implementation of uh, a certain protocol, um, ISO protocols. And these ISO protocols, ISO 222, is the implementation of various cryptocurrencies into the international money circulation fund through like the SWIFT system and stuff. December 13th, 2022, we have an adoption through the Federal Reserve of these types of policies. And one of the rumors is, is that in January of 23, we're going to see um, primary implementation start to begin, kind of like a, a, a beta test rollout. And so if they do that, most likely they could do that with the hype and the glory of backing it upon gold and silver. So I'm just telling you that. I know tomorrow we're supposed to have Dr. Kirk Elliott. I'm actually not going to be here tomorrow. Um, I, I'm finalizing houses in Minnesota. I'm driving throughout the day. So tomorrow will be a repeat show. Apologize for that. But we're going to try to get Dr. Kirk Elliott on Thursday or Friday. And see if we can talk to him about this. And you guys know Dr. Kirk Elliott, getgoldtoday.com, or you can give him that call, 720-605-3900. And that is your gold and silver dude. That is the dude you're going to get IRAs, 401ks, all these good things from uh, when it comes to gold and silver at incredible prices and incredible value. And he's the one that's been saying that silver is going to skyrocket 40 to 80%. Um, 40 to 80x, not percent. 40 to 80x. Important there. So, on the other side of the house, is there's a lot of preparation in the market for this transition, and people want to get out of all this old stuff and this collapsing economy that we're seeing. And some of the most powerful buyers in treasuries are bailing. Everywhere you turn, the biggest players in the $23.7 trillion U.S. Treasury market are in retreat. Japanese pensions and life insurers to foreign governments to U.S. commercial banks were once lining up to get their hands on U.S. government debt. Now they have stepped away. And then, of course, there's the Federal Reserve, which a few weeks ago upped the pace that it plans to offload treasuries from its balance sheet to $60 billion a month. This also comes in lieu of China announcing last week that they're going to offload about 50% of their U.S. treasuries. So a dump like this back onto the market of U.S. Treasuries will invert the uh, the curve. It'll bring the dollar down massively um, and could potentially collapse the economy. So I'm just giving that forewarning there. And they have to bring the economy down to the ground. They have to bring everything down to the ground. They have to crash it. They, in order to restart the system, the system has to crash. The power plug has to be pulled, right? And so we see it coming. But I don't think it's going to be like 2008 where lots of people were affected and people lose their wealth. I think people are smarter than that now. I think people are more economically savvy, right? That they're not going to sell off or anything like that. They're going to buy up at the bottom because that's what you really do. 
Um, Aaron Brickman, a financial analyst, uh, he was with uh, Mike Adams. He said, the mother of all market crashes is coming. He said, financial cycle analyst Aaron Brickman told Health Ranger Mike Adams during an October 2nd edition of Health Ranger Report. Brickman said, human psychology, psychological conditions, and cosmic events are setting up for a potential catastrophic market crash that could happen as early as October. This thing could be way bigger than 1929. Right now, that's where I'm leaning towards. This is going to be the mother of all crashes. Well, you know, for Aaron, I want to correct him out there. The, the March 2020 crash during COVID was like, 30 times bigger than 1929. So just in context right there, this would be way bigger than 1929. 1929 was small in comparison to the 1984. <laughs> it, was, it was tiny in comparison to 2001. It was minuscule compared to 2008 and just not even close to 2020. Uh, so I would say that this one is probably going to be very, very similar to the one that we've seen in 2020 during the COVID pandemic. Um, where, but you know, people didn't really notice because people were home, people weren't out buying things. There was no retail, um, exchange really going on, but I, I foresee that that's where this could head is something very similar to that type of situation. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk more about the economy. We're going to jump into NATO, Russia, Ukraine, the proxy war, and potentially the prelude to war. We'll be right back with more Dark Light Show. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, back to the Dark Delight show. And, uh, you know, we, we were talking about Kathy Woods there saying, hey, things can get a lot better before January. Well, J, uh, J.P. Morgan's chairman there, Jamie Dimon, says much different. Stocks could fall another easy 20%, and next drop will be much more painful than the first, Jamie Dimon says. He says rates going up another 100 basis points be a lot more painful than the first 100 uh, this comes in, in several different comments. He was asked by CNBC about what he expects the stocks to bottom. Diamond said that he couldn't say for sure, but that it's easy to imagine the S&P 500 falling by another 20% as volatile markets become even more disorderly as rates continue to climb. It may have to go, uh, may have ways to go. It really depends on the soft landing, hard landing things. And since I don't know the answer to that, it's hard to say. It could be another easy 20%. The next 20% could be much more painful than the first. Rates going up another 100 basis points, which 100 basis points is 1%, to kind of give you an idea, just divide by 100, uh, will be a lot more painful than the first 100 basis points because people aren't used to it. I think negative rates, um, when all is said and done, will have uh, been a complete failure. Europe is already in a recession, Diamond said, and he expects a recession in the U.S. will arrive within six to nine months. Now, that is a that is a, a very, very optimistic prediction six to nine months um i, I predict that uh, we're already in a recession <laughs> and that the market's being manipulated and that most likely we're going to see some type of reaction pre or post election um to the markets and so but he he is giving that warning he is giving that warning federal reserve announcement six large banks will participate in the pilot climate scenario or what we can call the social credit 
system. The Federal Reserve Board has announced that six of the nation's largest banks participate in a pilot, pilot climate scenario analysis exercise. This is designed to enhance the ability of supervisors and firms to measure and manage climate-related financial risks. Where does this come about? This is World Economic Forum, Public-Private Partnerships, ESG, Environmental Social Governance. The pilot exercise will be launched by early 2023 and is expected to conclude around the end of the year. At the beginning of the exercise, the board will publish details of the climate, economic, and financial variables that make up the climate scenarios narratives. The banks in the pilot exercise are Bank of America, Citigroup, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan Chase, Morgan Stanley, and Wells Fargo. In the coming months, the board will provide additional details of how to exercise uh, will be conducted and the scenarios that will be used in the pilot according to the Federal Reserve's official government notes. Now, what's interesting is... Bank of America, Citigroup, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan Chase, Morgan Stanley, and Wells Fargo are, are the, the Federal Reserve Banks. <laughs> well, hey, we need to find some banks to take part in this. Well, well, why don't we just use our own banks? Oh, well, that's a great idea. All right, so the social credit score, if you don't know, in China is already in implement, implementation. You have an episode on Netflix of a show called Dark Mirror or Black Mirror where they talk exactly about this. The whole episode is about it. It is horrendous. In China, to give you an idea, is they merge their social um, IDs. Basically, it's think about it as a digital ID with their COVID vaccine cards. Um, in Henan province in China, for the last, uh, what, six months, there's been massive protests. And the reason is, is because there was a run on the bank and they locked people out of the bank. People were traveling from other provinces to get to the bank in Henan to pull out their money. Well, guess what? When those people would go to the rail station, they had to scan through the rail station with a digital ID. And it was almost like the Chinese Communist Party knew they were coming because when they went to scan their digital ID, it came back that they were COVID positive and they immediately went into quarantine, even though they had never had any symptoms and signs of COVID and were, you know, healthy. And they held them for quarantine, and then they would go out and do it again, and the same thing would happen again. Why? Because, well, they can target anybody they want through access control measures. Now, in the, take this in the example of Klaus Schwab when he says that you, you will own nothing, right? So think about going into the apartment or the house that you rent, and uh, your social credit score declined, you know, declined that day below the threshold to live in that apartment. You're locked out. You go to the bank. Well, can't get in there. You're locked out. You go to the grocery store. Your bank accounts are locked out. You're, you're, you're below the threshold. All because you posted something criticizing your government on social media. That, that's the world that we have to look forward to. If the liberal radical Democrats win, if the new world order gets implemented, and if these globalists and elitists have their way. It's not a world that I want to see, and it's not a world that you want to see. Now, here's the interesting thing. I said this yesterday, and this is the truth. We're winning the information war. PayPal has suffered a massive, painful financial consequence after their accidental misinformation policy. If you didn't know, PayPal put out a policy last month that said that the sending, posting, or publication of any messages, contents, or materials that in PayPal's sole discretion are harmful, obscene, harassing, or objectable, are fraudulent, promote information, or are unlawful, 
users can be fined up to $2,500 per violation. Now, here's the thing is, there's no way to post anything on PayPal. You can't go out on PayPal and start posting social media posts. It just doesn't work that way. What they're talking about is if your website, your business, your social media accounts, anything that is linked to your business that utilizes PayPal, they will find you for if they detect misinformation. They have bots out there scanning it. (laughs) That's draconian. That's totalitarian. Well, PayPal came out and said, oh, we made a mistake. That wasn't supposed to go out there. Uh Uh-huh, sure, sure. But now they're seeing a massive decline in users. People are on exodus out of Venmo and PayPal because of this mistake, as they say. But that's the world that you have to look at if if you want to see what's coming, if we don't do anything about what's coming. But this shows, since PayPal reversed this user agreement, that we're winning the information war, that you and I have a part in what's happening in the world, that we have a say in how the world unfolds. Hey, if you remember a few, yeah, about a month ago, maybe a little over, Joe Biden was talking about the railroad deal, the contract with the railroads. And I said, up, oh, this is going to fail. And they came out and we, we've reached a deal. We've reached a deal. There's going to be no, you know, railroad protest or uh, anything like that. Joe Biden's brokered railroad union deal falls apart. Uh, the union has pulled away. The railroad union deal fell apart on Monday after the freight rail workers union rejected it, raising fears of a looming strike. Hmm. Well, I said it. And what happens if the rail workers go on strike? Well, you're going to have increased energy prices. You're going to have increased prices at the grocery store because that's one of the main methodologies of how everything ships. And you say, well, what about we, we got we got tractor trailers, right? Where do you think their diesel fuel comes from? <laughs> It comes from those rail lines. So that could be a big problem, especially if they go on strike. Tulsi Gabbard announces she's leaving the Democratic Party. Former Congresswoman and presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard announced Tuesday she's leaving the Democratic Party in the video she made, the revelation in the video posted on social media, outlining the details of her farewell. She says, I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that is now under the complete control of elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness who divide us by radicalizing every issue and stoke anti-white racism, actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms and hostile to people of faith and spirituality, demonize the police and protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, believe in open borders, weaponize the national security state to go after political opponents, and above all, dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. She continues, I believed in a government that is of, by, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government of, by, and for the powerful elite. I'm calling on my fellow common-sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking with our country... I invite you to join me. And so I kind of expected that. We, we knew Tulsi was uh, um, kind of a, a moderate independent. Uh, she doesn't say that she's uh, going into the Republican Party, but she probably will in sense of 2024 when she runs for office again. That, that's my thought. I think she's trying to get in good with Trump because she understands what's happening right now. Well, I live in Colorado, and we have a Secretary of State, Jenna Griswold, who I would say is probably pretty darn corrupt. Lawless Colorado Secretary of State Jenna Griswold sent out 30,000 voter registration notices to non 
citizens in English and Spanish. That, 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 that's, that's crazy. She's a Democrat. Jenna Griswold's office said the postcards were mistakenly mailed on September 27th after department employees compared the list of names of 102,000 people provided by the Electronic Registration Information Center to a database of Colorado residents issued driver's licenses. That Department of Revenue driver's license list includes residents issued special licenses for people who are not U.S. citizens. The Colorado postcards in English and Spanish specify that residents must be U.S. citizens and at least 18 years of age or older to register. They tell recipients how to register, but are not a registration form. Well, I think they know what they're doing. But you know what? Here's the thing. Is I live in Colorado. And yes, there there is, an, uh, there is a lot of illegal immigrants here. It's not actually that bad. I mean, they're, they're really nice people, most of them. Most of the Latino and Hispanic community in Colorado are conservatives. <laughs> And they believe that their vote is being stolen by the Democrats. I'm not lying. It's the truth. All right. We're going to take our, our last break. We'll be back with more Dark Light Show right after this. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reeb on the WYSL stations. All right, and changes, and they are, and they're coming, and they're coming fast. We have this, uh, 
this global conflict that uh, we're on the verge of. Last night, my show on the, on redpills.tv, if you guys haven't gone there, go go subscribe over there. You can stay up to date with all our podcast stuff. Our podcast, uh, we, we go really more in-depth into a lot of this stuff. we got a lot more time. But it was called Prelude to War. And, and as much as you think it's probably doom and gloom, we actually had a really good time. I was we were laughing and telling jokes, and I was doing I was doing very like interesting accents of Klaus Schwab, right? It reminded me of Indiana Jones and the uh, the Holy Grail, where he's in that uh, in in France, and they're in that German Nazi building, and you have that lady yelling at him. <laughs> I don't know, but we have. Uh, a lot of things happening in the sense of the geopolitical, geomilitaristic situation, especially with Ukraine. Now, Ukraine has uh, sent missile strikes to the southern part of Russia today. Uh, the Ukraine strike leaves 2,000 without power in South Russia. Now, if you remember, we've had these certain chains of events. We had the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipeline sabotage, which uh, was being blamed on a P-8 Poseidon. Um, flown from the United States to the Black Sea, refueled, ran over the pipeline area a few times, and then flew back to the United States, which makes no sense. And that happened around the same time as the seismic activity. Um, Now, what they could have done is dropped a mine. Well, this is interesting because Russia's Gazprom, this is uh, their Russia's task news service, released photos on Tuesday of a NATO CFOX mine disposal unmanned underwater drone that was found during the scheduled visual inspection of the Nord Stream 1 gas pipeline in November 2015. Russia accused NATO of attempting to blow up the pipeline in 2015. The incident made international head times during the time. Uh, So what does this mean? Well, these types of drones, what they do is they can carry mines or torpedoes towards the target. And typically, they're flown from what? P-8 Poseidons. So this is a, an indication that uh, there's something more going on here, that there is kind of like this proxy war. The United States is directly involved in it, and they're trying to instigate Russia to strike NATO nations, which Russia actually did yesterday. With the, uh, the, they missiled 76 locations, and one of the locations was the Germany consulate, which was, I believe, uh, damaged, not destroyed. But that could be considered an act of war, on a NATO nation. Now, here's the interesting. NATO has came out and said that the missile strike attack on Ukraine is a terrorist act, crimes against humanity. Ukraine, obviously, is counter-striking. Ukraine bombed the Crimea Crimea Bridge with a vehicle bomb, which exploded a train underneath. The driver was just hired to do it. He had no idea what was going on. He's dead. Well, Russia has came out and said that the bombing of the bridge was an act of war by Ukraine. And so Russia had their other missile strikes today, and they're going to just continue this missile bombardment on strategic military positions within Ukraine. Any arms, weapons, or munitions that come into Ukraine are going to be taken out. They don't care if they're NATO. Um, and this is going to progress. I, I, unfortunately, this is going to progress. You had Zelensky today come out and say, uh, nope, we don't want to negotiate at UN or Belgium or anything like that. We just want the NATO to get involved. Um, and I think that that's what this is going to take, is NATO is seeing right now um, they're beefing up their naval presence within the Nord Stream pipeline area. Um, 
we're seeing Russia declaring a, a war basically on Ukraine and anybody who helps them. Um, we know in Belarus, they have uh, called their people to evacuate uh, to Poland. Poland is a NATO nation. Um, this is not a good geopolitical situation. Now, I, I've thought that most of this would happen between China and Taiwan. This is still a good probability that happened before November. But uh, this forward progression right now of Russia into Ukraine and NATO's advancement into Russia, NATO coming out and declaring it a terrorist act or an international act of war crimes uh, against Russia gives them the ability to go to the Security Council and, and, and mobilize NATO forces against Russia. Now, if that does happen, you're going to see a world war. Now, you got to remember what we were just talking about earlier is that the European Union Union is in a recession. They are in a very, very tough economic crime. Um, you're in a very, very tough economic time. They're having a major energy crisis. Most of Europe is going to freeze this winter. And so what is one of the best ways that the warmongers and that the big cartels do to bump, bump up revenue during tough economic times? War, war. So it's looking more and more like Europe is about to go to war with Russia. And if that happens, I think you'll see China swiftly back up Russia and completely decimate Europe. And that's the problem is that Europe is primarily NATO and the United Nations, in which the United States would most likely have to get involved at that point, as well as they've been involved in this proxy aspect as well. So we're keeping an eye on that. And it's a, it, it, yeah, it's a scary situation. It, it really is. Uh, but... <laughs> You know, this this is the world we live in right now. It's chaotic. You know, I talk a lot about uh, what I call optimization theory, how systems move through various points of optimization, of restructuring, and, and various uh, restructuring into higher advanced intelligent systems. And in order to do that, you have to go through these points of chaos. Um, and, and that's what we're seeing. If you go out there and... There's two good books out there written by the same group of authors, both history professors, PhD history professors at Ivy League universities. Um, one's called The Fourth Turning, the other's called Generation. And it's about the 90-year cyclic nature of, of humanity, of how we go through these 90-year cycles. And right now we're at that 90-year cycle. They actually predicted in their uh, fourth turning book in the early 1990s that in 2019 to 2020 there would be a mass pandemic in the world. And, and they were spot on. Then they said in between 2022 to 2025, there'll be a world war. Well, here we go. Um, but you know what? It's nothing to be afraid of because I think we all understand that when all of this happens and it's all said and done and all works out, is that we're going to have a better world, is that hopefully these globalists are removed from the power structure, these elitists are no longer in control, that that uh, we, we, we recognize the signs and we go in there and we buy the markets on the bottom, we, we back up ourselves with gold and silver, we get out there and we invest appropriately and we take their wealth and that we remove them from positions in power and that we declare no more from these globalists and these elitists and we don't allow them to rule this world anymore where they can just implement war simply because they want territory or resources or they want to continue their crime syndicate or whatever it might be. It's time for humanity to wake up and I think that we are in the midst of the great awakening, not the great reset. And that's what I'm fighting for. That's why I do what I do. That's why we're here right now because this is the great awakening. So if you guys want to find out more about me, redpills.tv. That's the URL, R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S.tv. 
okay? If you guys wanna find out more about that crypto mastermind that I was talking about or join our private social network, it's just kind of a private social network. There's about a few thousand people on there just collaborating, talking, sharing information. Go to socialredpill.com. It'll like, it'll redirect you to redpillpatrons.com, but go to socialredpill.com. Just sign up there. Pretty easy. If you guys uh, can support us or something like that with a subscription, that's great. You're helping support alternative media. That's uh, the Red Pill Project there. But uh, you guys are absolutely a great audience, and I love talking to you, and I love doing these breakdowns for you. So much appreciated for your attention today. And don't forget, tomorrow I will be out, but we're going to have a great episode playing for you that's going to remind you of what is coming economically with Dr. Kirk Elliott. And then we're going to try to get Dr. Kirk Elliott here on Thursday or Friday, and we will see you back Thursday morning. Take care. Have a great day. Talk to you soon.